Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program, a rare Sunday edition. As I leave the boat launch to head back home after a day out on the water, did not go to fish, have not renewed my fishing and hunting license for this year as of yet. Just went to run the boat, have a good time. All of my favorite summertime haunts were not open as of the time I arrived. The Prop Stop, the Tin Lizzie's, the other three on-the-water bar and restaurant grill locations, and of course, Middendorf's, the catfish restaurant. They were all closed. Of course, it was early in the morning. I don't expect those places to open until 11 or possibly noon on a Sunday, if they open at all. But considering their entire business model at all of those places, with the exception of Middendorf's, is predicated upon water traffic. In other words, there are no roads that lead to these places. Their entire business model depends on people pulling up to their docks in boats and buying burgers and fries and hot dogs and nachos and beer and soft drinks. But none of them were open. It was a little too early, I guess. I didn't want to stay out in the heat of a summer day. It's already 92 degrees at 10.30 in the morning. And I said, nah, not today. So we're heading home, and I'm listening to the radio, and I'm listening to how suddenly Joe Biden is trying to take credit for portions of the economy. He picks and chooses the items he wants to take credit for. He doesn't want to take the blame for the high, massive, almost double-digit inflation he created. He does not want to take the blame for the recession that we are now firmly ensconced in. Two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth and overall slowdown in employment figures. Joe Biden doesn't want to take the blame for the empty shelves, the supply chain shortage, the increase in energy prices due to the shortages in energy supplies that he himself created when he shut down the Keystone Pipeline his first day in office, when he stopped drilling for oil on federal lands and waters his first week in office. All the things that Joe Biden did early on have now come home to roost. And will Joe Biden take the blame? <clears throat> but we see a 40 cent drop in the price of gasoline because people could not afford to drive anymore and people on their own stopped buying and therefore the supply increased slightly. And when supply goes up and demand goes down, what happens? The natural capitalism market lowers the prices. Joe Biden had nothing to do with that, but yet he and his little black girl, lesbian Karine Jean-Pierre, the first black lesbian married to a woman, black girl in the White House as the press secretary, continues to try to give Joe Biden credit for the dropping in prices. My friend Glenn wrote, folks, don't rejoice over a 20 cent drop in the price of gasoline when there was a $2.20 increase in the price of gasoline. Joe Biden doesn't get it, and he hopes that you, the American public, are too stupid to understand this simple economic fact. Joe Biden increased gasoline prices from 
pretty damn well record lows under Donald Trump, considering for decades of economic growth. Joe Biden increased the price of gasoline to the highest price ever recorded in the United States of America, and also the highest price ever recorded taking inflation into account. He did this. He won't take the blame for it. Hell no. But he's trying to take credit for a small, minute drop in the price over the past month. Joe Biden also says he is creating more jobs. No, he's not. Any idiot can tell you if we lost 40 million jobs or 20 million jobs or even 9 million jobs because of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus pandemic that Biden promised to shut down but still has not, and he himself has caught it not once but twice since being vaccinated and boosted. Joe Biden, my friends, has not created any jobs in his economy. The simple law of supply and demand allowed businesses, which were finally allowed to reopen after the pandemic ridiculousness ended, those businesses had to rehire people they had let go or replace people that had to be let go and now refuse to come back to work. Joe Biden created the inflation we are all experiencing right now. Joe Biden, his economic advisors, his administration created the recession we are now fully involved in. Six straight months of negative GDP growth. It is the definition of a recession. And when you have inflation and recession at the same time, just ask Jimmy Carter. You get something called stagflation. It's like stagnation of inflation as our gross domestic product reduces in value. Joe Biden's not winning any friends or influencing anyone overseas either. Remember, the supposedly most transparent administration to ever take the White House the Biden administration promised that we would no longer be an embarrassment on the world stage. And yet as mopey, dopey, sleepy, creepy, touchy, feely, mumbling, fumbling, bumbling, grumbling, tumbling, stumbling, Joe Biden continues to stutter and stammer and misread printed words on cue cards, teleprompters, and notepads. He is an embarrassment on the world stage period. Joe Biden is one of those kids who never wants to take the blame for the things he does wrong, but wants to be the first kid to jump up and say, look, I picked up my straw paper wrapper. I picked up my napkin and threw it in the trash. As if doing what you're supposed to do once in a while is some great feat for Joe Biden. I was told by a couple of my Truth Hurts program listeners last week, thank you by the way for the compliments, I really enjoy them, that this program is of better sound quality, better content, better truth value than some of the major programs that they listen to on talk radio and on other podcasts. I try. Listen, I'm doing this right now. No script, no screen, no teleprompter, no cue cards. I'm driving down the highway, pulling a boat. 
and doing today's program from the front seat of the old F-250 pickup truck. Speaking of pickup trucks, you driven by a car dealership lately? Ford, Chevrolet, Dodge, Toyota, Nissan, Honda, Jeep, Chrysler, any of them? Kia, Hyundai? Are there any new vehicles out there? I'll give you a hint, and the answer is no. There still are no new vehicles on the dealer's lots. How long does it take to clear up the chip shortage, Joe Biden? Joe Biden was going to clear up the chip shortage in short order so that we could once again freely shop on dealership lots for new cars. Or at least that's the lie he told us. I truly wonder if it was a chip shortage or an, a mandate, an evil mandate by the Biden administration to urge, encourage, threaten, propose, demand, mandate. I'm not sure what was the cause, but suddenly there are no new automobiles or trucks or SUVs out there with gasoline or diesel powered engines. Oh, you can special order one at a very elevated price. Sticker price plus, sticker price plus. You could. But I think this entire exercise in vehicle shortages has, one, lended towards the inflation problem. You don't see the 10,000 off MSRP commercials on TV now, do you? Of course not. I'm not going to discount something they don't have. And if there is a demand, they're sure getting sticker price plus a bonus. I do believe, and many of my listeners have sent me messages agreeing with me, that Joe Biden and the Democrats orchestrated, engineered, manufactured, proposed, and weaponized the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus in the United States and continue to perpetuate it, releasing new strains from God knows where. And you know it was the gain-of-function research of Dr. Anthony Fufufufufuchi and his cohorts at that China lab that manufactured the Wuhan China novel coronavirus. If you recall, coronavirus, naturally occurring virus in animals, has been around forever, had never before been able to be transmitted from an animal to a human or a human to a human. Look at Lysol spray disinfectant cans from way, way back in the 1970s. Coronavirus was listed as one of the many things that Lysol disinfectant spray would kill. So it's not like this coronavirus just came about suddenly. Coronavirus has been around since the dawn of time, but it was an animal to animal virus. It was something similar to a rotavirus, something similar to what chickens leave on your kitchen counter? A little, was that E. coli, something? It wasn't until the gain-of-function research performed by the likes of Dr. Fufufufuji and his cohorts and comrades at the Chinese Communist Party's laboratory in Wuhan, China, after that gain-of-function research was mysteriously, magically, and suddenly moved from North Carolina to Wuhan, that we got our first case of gain-of-function research-related novel coronavirus. Never before seen in humans. Never before seen in humans. Very important for you to understand that, my Truth Hurts program listeners. 
It was not until that manufactured virus variation, that gain of function research, that COV2 with a whole bunch of numbers behind it, dot, 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 dot. It wasn't until that point in time that the United States of America and the rest of the world got to experience the Wuhan China novel coronavirus, created originally during the Barack Hussein Obama slash Joe Biden administration with funding provided by the Obama-Biden administration to those scientists for gain-of-function research, which brought you the Wuhan, China, novel coronavirus of 2019. This is fact. This is reality. As Biden would say, it's not hyperbole. This is fact. This is reality. And since the Biden administration is in charge of things, they're certainly not going to admit it. Not at all. Why would they admit to something they did, something they created? That would be silly. That would be negative to their goals. So they create the virus. They spread the virus. Then they use the virus as an excuse for why they cannot stock the shelves. It's a supply chain shortage. It's a chip shortage. Thanks to what? Joe Biden's virus. Barack Obama's virus. That's, I mean, that's what it came to. So the car dealer's lots are empty, back to my point, because they want the price of gasoline and diesel-powered cars to increase to the point where they are competitive with the ultra-expensive electric cars they're trying to ram down everybody's throats. Remember, the reason people didn't buy electric cars at first was simply the price. The reason they didn't buy them after the prices started to come down slightly was the range. And now that they're starting to get the range in order, well, it's going to be a whole lot easier to convince you to buy an electric car if the price is on par with a gasoline car you can My apologies for the phone ringing. When you do the program on a telephone, sometimes that's the price you have to pay. I apologize for the ringing sound. Anyway, it was one of my neighbors wanting to drop off some fresh jalapeno and banana peppers. Always nice to get some fresh produce. But back to the topic. If you raise the prices and you shunt the inventory to a point where there's not a lot of variety out there in the new car, gasoline, diesel, what have you, then you end up with an increase in price. And when you suddenly have a whole bunch of electric cars coming out around that same price point, you might think to yourself, well, why not? They say the gas cars and the diesel cars are polluting anyway. Let's give the old electric car a try. They lie to you. They tell you that the electric cars don't cost as much to maintain, don't cost as much to operate. However, many, many scientific journals, many, many automotive magazines are coming out with the truth. When your batteries die in an electric car, well, let me just say this before I go there. A friend of mine has a golf cart, runs on six lead acid batteries. 
I used to be able to run down to the local auto parts store and pick up a battery for my car, my truck, my boat, my motorhome. Somewhere around $59 to $89. Whoa, no, no. That doesn't happen anymore. A regular lead-acid battery, deep-cycle marine-type battery that you put in your boat, your trolling motor, your RV. Those batteries now, between $200 and $400 each. Multiply that times six or eight batteries in the average golf cart. You see where I'm going there. And those batteries do not last forever. Think about the last rechargeable item you owned. Maybe it's a cordless drill, a cordless screwdriver. Batteries might last you a year, year and a half if you decycle them all the way and then charge them back up. Imagine having to do this with a car where the batteries themselves are between three and $7,000 for a battery. And there's nowhere to recycle the old battery, the used up battery, the spent battery, the won't charge anymore battery. We don't have anywhere to store those things. We don't have anywhere to dispose of them. They are highly polluting, highly, highly polluting. Well, we'll kick that can down the road if we're a Democrat, if you're part of the Biden administration, the woke agenda, the Green New Deal people. They don't want to talk about that part of it. They just want you to go out there, since they now are all heavily invested in electric technologies, they want to return on their investments. It's like some backroom, boardroom deal. They want to convince you, gasoline and diesel cars are going away. Yeah, right. Gasoline and diesel cars cost just as much as electric cars. No, 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 not really. I can run down to the corner store, even at $5 a gallon for diesel, do the simple math, 25 gallon tank from empty, 125 bucks. I get about 430, 444 miles roughly out of my truck if I drive like a normal human being. And I'm not towing a boat. I'm not towing a Volkswagen bus. I'm not towing 38-foot toy hauler travel trailer. I can get pretty decent mileage if I keep my foot out of the tank, as they say. The range on these electric cars, not so much. And if you're trying to tow something with an electric vehicle, good luck. Good luck towing a small 14-foot boat behind an electric vehicle. Cuts your range almost in half right away. Right away, in half. Not only are you still working your headlights, the brake lights, turn signals, air conditioning, and all the other items in your vehicle, you're now also powering the lights, the brakes, the electric brakes on your boat or your motorhome. Using more power. That's all I've got to say. They're lying to you through their teeth, and you, the American people, are somehow falling for these lies. Just falling for them. Hook, line, and sinker. They're laughing. They're sitting in the back saying, you know, increased electric car use from 4 to 5.4% last year. <laughs> We're making a dent. I'll tell you what, let's uh, keep this chip thing going for another year. Only we won't make chips for cars, trucks that run on gasoline and diesel. I haven't seen a slowdown. I haven't seen a shortage of refrigerators, dishwashers, televisions, computers. You go in any Best Buy in the country, any large appliance retailer in the country. They're packed to the gills, and guess what? They use computer chips in those items. 
Go to computer stores, computers, ch chips. Lots of computers, no shortages. But mysteriously, magically, and somehow, chips for cars? The highest ticket items sold in the country, in the world for that matter? Somehow those chips didn't get priority? Those chips are not on the front burner? Sounds like a conspiracy to me. Not a, it's not a theory, it's a reality. If I'm the manufacturer of a chip, and that chip is used to make, let's say, what do we have here in the truck? This radar detector uses a computer chip, or three, or five, or ten, I don't even know. That thing costs me about, what, $229? That's about right. Or I have a $90,000 F-250 that's waiting on chips. Don't you think that the car industry has a lot more money, a lot deeper pockets, and could convince the chip manufacturer, hey, we need some chips over here. Hello, missing out on some big ticket money here. Of course, if the Biden administration thinks you are too stupid, too uninformed, too ignorant, too uneducated to just simply put those realities together. To realize, hey, Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program is possibly right here. We don't have chips for $90,000 SUVs, cars, minivans, trucks. But we have chips for radar detectors and of course, gotta have those little boom boxes or whatever the hell they're listening to these days. Gotta have those virtual reality glasses. I'm sure there's computer chips in there. Gotta have that new refrigerator with a television set in the door that talks to your smartphone and tells you when you're out of milk, eggs, bread, and cheese. But suddenly, we don't have chips to manufacture gasoline and diesel-powered cars. Again, drive past any car dealership. Oh, there are cars out there. Used cars. Tons and tons of used cars. And if you bother reading the Kelly Blue Book or any of those online automotive pricing services, a two-year-old used F-250 Ford diesel pickup truck now will cost you more than it cost when it was brand new two years ago. Look it up. You don't believe me? Look it up. I'm watching the price of vehicles go through the roof. And all of those vehicles, even the amazingly electric ones, which also, by the way, use computer chips, how are they getting out onto the street? How come the dealers can find chips for the electric-powered cars, but not the gas or the diesel? It's all part of a plot, a plan, a conspiracy. They're trying to eliminate my ability to tow my travel trailer, because why? White privilege, I guess. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Look at that white man over there with that new pickup truck and that big old camper. And I bet he got a brand new golfing cart in the back of that camper too, or maybe a motorcycle. Yes, I do. Yes, I absolutely do. But it's not because of some white privilege. I was educated in the public school system until my parents found out it was so bad, so many ice pick stabbings by a certain 13% AA hyphenated minority group in that public school system against the so-called white privilege kids. They pulled me out, scrimped, saved, worked two jobs, 
put us in private school for a few years and I'm very thankful for that but they didn't get a free pass because they had white skin not like a certain 13% double A hyphenated minority gets a free pass because of their black skin brown skin this program that program the other program the next program and the program after that are after all all designed designated to benefit the 13% hyphenated minority. You don't think there's a United White College Fund, do you? You don't think there's a National Association for the Advancement of White People out there, do you? Well, there actually is. It's David Duke's group. I don't know if it's still in existence or if it's defunct, but it's certainly not a nonprofit. It doesn't get tax breaks, doesn't get all of the benefits of the N2A CP as Rush Limbaugh used to call them, the National uh, Association for the Advancement of Privileged Colored People or something to that effect. I forget what he called them. My friends, we have to come to the realization, the reality, the understanding, the acceptance that this entire economy is A, Joe Biden's doing, and therefore Joe Biden's fault, B, we can do nothing to stop it until the elections, A, in the midterms, B, in 2024. And finally, and probably most importantly, until we get a mindset change in America, a change of our overall value system, we are going to continue to get screwed continue to have to live under inflation and recession, stagflation, supply chain shortages, energy crises, and of course, the ever, or never ending rather, the never ending pitting of black against white, rich against poor, white against everybody else, that is being perpetrated and passed on to us by people on the left, by the Biden administration, by the Democratic Party in general. They feed off of hate and discontent that they create. They create the racial divide. They create the wealth gap. And then they try to say, oh, if you'll just elect Democrats to every office, we can fix things. We don't need two parties. We only need the Democratic Party. It's a lie. It's a hoax. It's a sham. It's a scandal. And until we, the American people, wake up and realize just what is going on around us, nothing will change back to make America the great country that it was. And we were certainly headed in that direction just two short years ago, my friends. Two short years ago, we were headed there. By golly, Donald Trump. I'm not, look, I'm not a Trump supporter, okay? I, I think the guy's arrogant, cocky, brash, egotistical. He is, he's not my favorite person. I never liked him on The Apprentice or anything else he did on television. I thought he was just way too cocky. And I did not even think he would make a good president, but he ended up making a great president. He ended up being a great president. He did things 
for our nation, brought us out of economic malaise, brought us into economic prosperity, reduced the unemployment rate, increased the job participation rate, especially amongst minorities, primarily amongst the 13% AA hyphenated American minority. He did all of that while he was in office, my friends. No one gives him any credit for it. No one. And that, my friends, is a shame because the reality is there. What he did is right there in the books, on paper, documented, data, all the information you have to prove that he was indeed making America great again, right there before your very eyes. And yet the leftist, progressive, liberal, woke, mainstream media will lie to your face on the television, tell you that he was some kind of monster and that he was a terrible, terrible president. And you and I both know better. The truth is on our side. And unfortunately, in the case of the lies against Donald Trump, the truth has hurt, hurt him, hurt you, hurt me, and hurt the rest of the United States of America. That's about all the time I have for this Sunday edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, and we will see you on the next program. Bye-bye for now. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.